So like a doctor checking your vitals every time you come in, we know we've got your money healthy, but that doesn't matter if we aren't aware of other issues that might cause your financial harm. You know, how's the marriage going? Any kids issues? You know, are they back in the house? Are they on the payroll all of a sudden? Any job issues, health issues, tax issues? So you need to get that periodic checkup. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart from Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and myself talking investing, finance, and retirement. Good show lined up for you. We're going to get right into it. So first of all, Michael, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Mark. Uh, end of May, how are you? Doing pretty good. Yeah, end of May coming over, getting ready to have Memorial Day. So any plans, uh, any barbecues or anything going on? Barbecues and cold beverages. That's about it. There you go. Hot dogs, hamburgers, and all that good kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you guys have a fantastic time, and I hope our listeners do as well. And uh, let's talk about actually holidays and things of that nature, because in the news, we've been seeing a lot of uptick in travel demand. Southwest and American Airlines reporting. They actually, Southwest said they actually made money uh, in the first <laughs> quarter instead of five consecutive quarterly losses leading into it. So how do you view the travel and tourism industry, uh, you know, from an investment standpoint or just in general, have you have you braved out and taken a trip anywhere yet? Uh, we have. So, so we have clients in 26 different states. So about September of last year through basically, you know, uh, two weeks ago, I was in Florida. So uh, we've basically gone to um, Arizona and Texas and Alabama and Georgia and South Carolina and Florida to visit various clients that we have kind of across the country. So if you ask me about how traveling is in general, you know, even with the masks and COVID, I think the airlines and everyone's doing the best that they can and felt completely safe. Uh, what I found amusing, and this wasn't the question that you were asking, uh, but the what I found amusing is that although you get the six foot social distancing and the airlines and the airports do everything the right way, it's still a cattle call to get off the plane. You know, as soon as it lands, everybody's crammed, you know, six inches away from each other in the aisle waiting for that same door to open. So it's, you know, nothing's changed from a human nature standpoint. Yeah, it always kind of, it kind of cracks me up a little bit about that. There's so many of those facets. It's like, okay, is it, is it really any different? And I think I just saw at the time we're taping this podcast that a couple of the uh, airlines said that they were going to continue, or maybe the whole industry said they were going to continue with masks, I think through September. I think they pushed it back a little bit. Um, They were considering uh, changing that, but I guess they're going to push that back to September. So we'll see how that all plays out. If you're doing any travel, there you go. Keep that in mind. So let's get into our main topic this week here on the show, Michael. And actually, well, since we were talking about, you know, being on planes or traveling or whatever, you might be thinking about, you know, do I need to see a doctor ahead of time? Or if you're going someplace, am I going to get a shot or whatever the case might be? Well, we're going to talk about going to the money doctor or at least listening to the money doctor. So we'll have a little fun with this. We'll take a look at the world of medicine and see what kind of lessons we can learn from that. So maybe you can put on your, uh, did you ever have aspirations to want to be a doctor at all? Uh, I did until freshman year chemistry class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. All right. So then I'll let you uh, kind of vicariously live through that a little bit and you can be the financial doctor, if you will. Even if you feel fine, it's usually advisable to go for periodic checkups. Certainly good advice when it comes to our health. We certainly should do the same thing when it comes to our wealth. Absolutely. Most people go to the doctor for a routine physical every year, not because they feel sick, but because they just want to stay on top of any problems that maybe they're not aware of yet. So in the same way, 
everything might feel fine in your portfolio and your financial life, but sometimes you still want a periodic checkup because it could help point out any problems that maybe you don't even see coming. So I'll give you an example. In our quarterly and semi-annual reviews, I always ask clients, has anything changed personally or professionally? So like a doctor checking your vitals every time you come in, we know we've got your money healthy, but that doesn't matter if we aren't aware of other issues that might cause your financial harm. You know, how's the marriage going? Any kids issues? You know, are they back in the house? Are they on the payroll all of a sudden? Any job issues, health issues, tax issues? So you need to get that periodic checkup. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. You can have that conversation. And, you know, we were just talking on our last podcast a couple of weeks ago about some of the emails we've been getting about second opinions or what that looks like. So same, you know, same principle applies. Whether you've got a plan in place and you're going to get, you know, kind of do a follow-up with your own advisor, you can also get a second opinion from someone else if you feel as though you just want to see it from a different angle. You would certainly do so with our, our health anyway. If you get a certain diagnosis, you might want to go get a second opinion. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. No, a- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you get a certain diagnosis, you might see this to get a second opinion just to confirm it, you know, or right. get another yep. perspective. In the financial world, you might hear an opinion from one advisor and might not be sure if you're really getting the best advice or if it's in your best interest or if it's in theirs. You mm-hmm. know, is it a sales pitch or what is it? So in our second opinion service, you know, we offer, you know, for referrals and from clients and that is that basically people that they care about is that, you know, as we talked about the last podcast is essentially it says, you know, where are you at? Where do you want to go? And are there any gaps? And if there are, we'll identify those gaps and see if we can help you fill them. So if we can add value and have significant impact on you, then that's great. Maybe you want to become a client. We can go down that retirement path together. If you're doing great, we're going to tell you you're doing great. If your advisor's doing a good job or you're doing a good job managing yourself, we'll tell you that as well. But we also want clients to understand that if there's something wrong or something you should be doing different, when do you want to know? Most people want to know now. They don't want to know three, five years from now when it's too late to fix anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a good transition period to think about a lot of those things because we're there's so much going on. We're seeing a lot of spending. We're wondering what's going to happen with taxes. You know, all those kinds of things. Uh, inflation is starting to you know clearly kick in. So it you know it's worthwhile to maybe get a second opinion on some things. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But let's continue on with our analogy here for listening to the Money Doctor. Uh, sometimes we need a prescription, and some I think this goes really well, Mike, to the DIY process that a lot of investors and, and retirees and pre-retirees have been doing over the last couple of years. You know, sometimes we're sick and we can totally treat these things ourselves, right? We get a cold or whatever. We don't always go get, you know, a script, but sometimes you do have to go get something a little stronger. And I feel like that's a good, you know, analogy to the DIY movement where you can kind of do some of these things yourself, but at some point it gets a little more complicated and you might need something stronger. Exactly. So in your financial life, there's a lot of things that you can do for yourself, you know, and that's that over-the-counter solutions or do-it-yourself solutions, balance your checkbook, manage your own budget, you know, even at work, pick your 401k investments. But sometimes you just need professional guidance, whether it's investments, tax, estate, otherwise, you know, and we tell clients all the time, especially with their kids or their grandkids, because, you know, usually their 20s, 30s, 40s or so, is that you can accumulate without a lot, without little help. That is kind of a do-it-yourself type of thing. Just save, work hard, throw a percentage of your money in low-cost stock index funds, and let time, dollar cost averaging, and compounding grow your money. But as you're approaching retirement, things get a little more complicated. In retirement, the game changes. Now it's about protecting and getting an income off your life savings, not just growing it. So in retirement, you need to supplement your income. You need safety because this money has to last you for 30 years after the check stop, but you still need to earn a reasonable rate of return. And that's when you need professional help. That's when you need that prescription for your finances. Yeah. 
And there's nothing wrong with trying to, you know, having to get a little help too. Don't forget, that's a big piece of this. It's okay to ask for help. You know, sometimes we, uh, you know, what's the, the old adage about the man cold, right? <laughs> or whatever <laughs> that, you know, that we're the biggest babies when we get a cold or whatever. And, you know, we're not hesitant to ask for help then. But other times we're just like, no, I don't need any help. So it's okay to ask for help. It, and certainly it can be needed because there's a lot of moving parts to retirement. And you certainly don't want to make any mistakes when it comes to that because we're getting, you know, into those retirement years and they just get compounded. So uh, let's talk about some specialities. Now, Michael, I've had uh, some heart issues. I've, I have to see a cardiologist. I've had open heart surgery. I didn't go see, you know, my podiatrist because I was having, you know, shortness of breath and things of that nature. There are different people that do different things and they do them very specifically. And that's kind of similar to the financial services industry as well. Again, kind of maybe back to the DIY. There's uh, some general things where you could see just about anybody, I suppose. But I think retirement feels like it's definitely, you know, there's a lot more uniqueness, I should say. Uh, there are. It is a retirement is a specialty in and of itself. And in the industry, they don't treat it that way, which is odd. So if you walk into, you know, the local broker's office or the local bank or whomever it might be, and if you're a 25-year-old with a check in hand, they'll give you a portfolio. If you're a 45-year-old with a check in hand, they'll give you a portfolio. If you're a 65-year-old right at retirement looking for advice, they'll give you a portfolio. But that's not really a plan. They'll just work with anybody because there's money to be made on their end. So depending on, you know, going back to the medical side, depending on your medical needs, you might need a doctor that has a certain specialty, right? So if you're a middle-aged man with heart trouble, you wouldn't go see your gynecologist. You know, you said podiatrist, but you wouldn't go see the gynecologist either. If you needed <laughs> shoulder surgery, you'd, you'd go, you wouldn't go see the cardiologist. But it seems in the financial world, we lose sight of the fact that certain advisors have different specialties. So, in, you know, you never see a chiropractor who's also an orthopedic, right? So, you know, or a general, generalist who also does heart surgery. Everyone has their own specialty. So I can just only speak for our practice. I've been a fiduciary for 21 years. We don't have many 30 or 40 year olds running around as clients. About 99% of all of our clients are either in retirement or near retirement. We specialize in helping retirees generate income they cannot live, legally pay the least amount of taxes and leave the legacy that they want. That is a specialty. It's not about stocks and bonds. It's about having a plan that can accomplish all of those things. And unfortunately, most people are just working with brokers that are generalists. They only know the investments. They can only talk investments with them. And we tell clients that, you know, this is your life savings. You should expect more from your advisor. They need to be a specialist. You know, and I mentioned earlier about the second opinion, but I'm going to bring it back around again because I just think it's important to, to consider that or really even just in general, maybe it's not even just a second opinion, Mike, because there's a lot of folks from even from a medical standpoint, right? You, you feel like something's wrong. And you just won't go do anything about it. You know, there's so many people that we, we know, everybody knows somebody that way, you know, whether it was your your dad or an uncle or a friend or whatever. It's like, hey, I've not been feeling good. And it's you just continue to ignore it, thinking it'll eventually go away. And so when it comes to your financial planning, especially your retirement planning, get a first opinion, <laughs> but, you know, get a second opinion, but certainly get a first opinion as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll approach that in two different ways. So one, on if you were a do-it-yourself investor, you've never used an advisor before, and you've still done well and saved, and you're knocking on the door of retirement or in retirement, and you got questions, yeah, get that first opinion. Doesn't mean you've got to work with us, or doesn't mean you got to work with that other advisor, but at least get a second set of eyes on that and get your questions answered. You know, And if there's value they can add, great, then work with them. And if not, at least you feel more comfortable with what you have. The second part of it, and we tell you know most of the individuals that come in and see us for our discovery meeting or a second opinion service have been working with an advisor for 10, 20, some even 30 years. And it's not that their advisor's done a bad job. 
It's just that they've helped them accumulate, but they also realize that as they're approaching or in retirement, they need something different. You know, taxes are important, estate planning is important, and the investments, getting income off their investments is important. And that's not really what their guy or gal does. Their guy or gal does the stock market, you know, and that's about it. So, you know, what we say is you can't get a second opinion from the person that gave you the first, because what happens is they all just go back to my other person. I'm sure they do that too. Well, if they did that too, shouldn't they have already done that for you? What happens with advisory relationships when you're with somebody that's just trying to accumulate more and more for you, you know, mainly in stock markets focused stuff, is that there's some apathy that kind of sets in, right? So once they have your money and they kind of invest it and they kind of go away and maybe they talk to you once a year, maybe twice a year, but you don't get the same level of service. You don't get that same level of detail. And now that you're about to basically jump into a paycheck list, you know, permanent unemployment is what retirement is. You need somebody that specializes in that. So you need to get that second opinion. Once again, not because that's who you're specific going to work with, but you need that second set of eyes to either confirm that you're on the right track, or if there's any gaps in your plan, you want to know those gaps. Yeah. Now, and again, hopefully folks, you got a good uh, lesson here in the analogies here with the medical planning and listening to the, the medical doctor, if you will, the financial doctor, however you want to kind of word that. And so it's really important to have those conversations. And if you need some help, reach out to a qualified professional like Mike Stewart. Uh, you can give him a call at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. You can also go to crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Mike's got two decades of experience as a financial planner. Great resource for you to talk to and and uh, chat about whatever's going on with you when it comes to your retirement situation. And if you'd like, submit an email to the show as well at the website, crystallaketax.com. And that's what we're going to finish our podcast this week with, as we tend to do. We've got Lisa in the uh, Elk Grove area. She says, Michael, my divorce was uh, will be final, excuse me, in about a month. I always paid the bills, but was never really involved with the long-term financial planning during our marriage. Where's a good place for me to get started now that I'm going to be doing this on my own? thought that was very apropos for our conversation today. No, a- absolutely it is. And, and that's a big question, Lisa, uh, but it's a good one because you're not alone. We see this all the time. In most relationships, typically one spouse, sometimes a husband, sometimes a wife, they tend to handle the finances a little bit more over the other. So, you know, in the event and, you know, marriages do end, in the event that the marriage ends and there's a divorce, usually one of the two are kind of left out being like, I don't really even really know where to start. But I'm going to give you kind of maybe four areas that maybe you should pay attention to and consider. And some will apply and some won't, but I think it'll get you down the path of the way you need to start thinking on some things. The first thing is you mentioned that the divorce is going to be finalized in one month. So make sure that you understand the tax impact when you split the assets. Most attorneys don't pay any attention to this. They just see net worth and they split it. The problem is some assets are fully taxable and some are tax-free. So as an example, if you've got a half a million dollar home and a half a million dollars in a 401k to split up, the attorney's going to be like, okay, you guys sell the home, split that. You'll just split the 401k and that. But really, you'd rather have the $500,000 home. Why? The home's completely tax-free, whereas the 401k is a $500,000 tax liability because it's all tax-deferred. And I often see what they call QDROs, Qualified Domestic Retirement Orders, where they sell the house, split the spouse's 401k, but there's a better way. You just need to make sure that your attorney understands these different things so they're working in your best interest. It's not trying to take advantage of the ex, Mm. it's just making sure you get a good deal out of here because I've seen it go the other way 
for parties that aren't aware of this. So make sure you're also enlisting the help of a financial advisor that understands taxes so they can assist the attorney when these assets are getting split up so it's amicable and fair to both sides. The second thing might be your age. Are you still working? Are you close to retirement? If you're close to retirement, let's say you're you know knocking on the door 62, so you're thinking, hey, I might be able to take you know my divorce spousal benefit for Social Security. Well, there's some special rules associated with that. If your ex-spouse hasn't started claiming Social Security, you might have to wait two years before you're eligible to begin to take that divorce spousal benefit. So you might need a bridge plan. So how do you need to position your assets to bridge for income if you can't claim Social Security right away? Another thing about your age is, do you have any kids under 18? Because part of the thing, the attorney, you know, attorney will talk about college costs and things, but what happens if something happens to your ex? Who's going to pay for college? Who's going to replace that alimony that may not be coming in? There might be a need for some life insurance for a while. And the last thing is probably consider taxes. You're now going to be filing single going forward, which means that even if you make the same income you do right now, you may actually be jumping up one or two tax brackets. So you got to be proactive on the tax planning as well. So the bottom line is that there's so many other moving parts and considerations other than just the legal proceeding of the divorce. So where's the income coming from? How do you handle investments? What about the taxes on the assets? Just make sure you have a fiduciary financial advisor involved like us or somebody that you know that can assist you on all these planning considerations so you don't look back with regrets later. Well, fantastic question. Sorry that you're going through that, Lisa, but thank you for reaching out and a great question. Hopefully that helped a lot of people who might be in a similar situation. And please follow up and have a conversation with the proper folks. Reach out to Mike if you need to at 815-526-3092. Again, 815-526-3092. A fun podcast. Good podcast this week, Mike, as always. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Folks, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, whatever platform you like to use. You can simply type in Retirement Success Blueprint in the search box of any of those apps. I think it'll pop that right up. Or you can find all the information you need at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Until next time, Mike, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Hope you have a good holiday. Yourself as well. See you in a few weeks. We'll talk soon on the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.